What I want to do at this time is I uh, want, want to ask our, uh, our young people, uh, these three right here, could you all do me a favor? Could you all hand everybody one of these cards up here? Come on up here for just a second. We're not going to embarrass you uh, any more than you're already embarrassed. But grab a stack of those cards and give each, give them to everybody in the audience. Just get a whole bunch. Now gr grab more than that. You need more than that. And uh, everyone get one of those cards that we're passing out. There's one of our Who's in Your World cards. Some of you may have yours from last week. And... Um, we will uh, uh, be passing these out. What this is, is a way for you to pray for the people in your world who need to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, we talked about that uh, a little bit in an extended way last week about prayer for the lost. And today, as... Uh, we continue. I want to talk to you about planting the Word of God in people's lives. I don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed, but a mustard seed is uh, much smaller than even the very tip of your finger. It is one of the smallest seeds in all of the world. It comes in different colors. We uh, are typically uh, used to uh, yellow mustard seeds uh, because of French's mustard and whatever other kind of mustard that we put on our hamburgers. Uh, but mustard seeds also come in black, and that's more of a pungent type of uh, seed that's used in Indian cuisine, or um, brown, this is like a hot mustard that's used in China. And uh, a lot of times the brown is mixed with the yellow to make Dijon mustard. Some of you like that. And if you were to look at a little mustard seed, um, all you'd be able to see, most likely, and if I were to ask you this question, what do you see? You'd say, I see a mustard seed. But I want you to know that's not entirely true. Within every seed, there's something more than just a seed. And... Jesus talked about this in Matthew chapter 13, in verses 31 and 32, if you'll take your Bible and turn to Matthew chapter 13, just two verses today that I want to share with you. In Matthew 13, verses 31 through 32. The Bible says he presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And this is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is fully grown, it is the largest of the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. The mustard seed that Jesus talked about was very prevalent all throughout that land. And if you read those two verses carefully, you'll see that there's more than just a seed going on. When a seed is in its uh, seminal form, that's all it is. But contained within that seed is a plant that is yet to grow. 
contained in that seed is a tree that is yet to take root. Within that seed is the fruit of the tree that is yet to ripen. And within that seed is a home for the birds of the air to make their nest. You see, when you and I look at a seed, that's all we see. But when God looks at a seed, he sees all of the potential within that seed. He sees the plant, the tree, and the fruit that is yet to come. Jesus told another parable that we read about in this same chapter. Back in verses 3 through 8, Jesus said this, or Scripture says this, And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. And the others fell on the rocky places, for they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on good soil and were yielding a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And Jesus answered and said to them in verse 11, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because while seeing they do not see, and while hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, You will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull, and with their ears they scarcely hear. And they could have closed their eyes, lest they would see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart and return, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you, the many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Then Jesus explained the parable. He said, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. And the one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the world, immediately he falls away. And the on, on the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, And the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. 
Jesus said in this parable that spiritually speaking, the seed is the Word of God. Now, when you and I see Scripture, what do we see? We see words on a page, right? When God sees Scripture, He sees what it becomes in people's lives. You see, God's Word is much more than simply words on a page. Last week, we talked about the terrible condition of lost people. How, for example, they think they can see. People without Christ think that, hey, I see life clearly. I don't have any problem seeing and understanding and perceiving these things in the world. I see life clearly. But God says that lost people are blinded by the devil. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, Paul writes, And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. The God of this age, that's not God. That's God with a little g. That's the devil. The God of this age is the devil. And he has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. The verse continues, so that they might not see the light of the glory of light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. People who are lost think they see clearly, but they're blind, God says. But what does Scripture say about people who know Christ? It says that they see clearly. Second Corinthians 4 6 says, For God's for God who said Light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Once you come to faith in Christ, you see spiritual things clearly now. Let me ask you a question. The lost people that you know in your world, do you want them to see Christ clearly. If you do, you must share with them the Word of God because it is the seed of God's Word that is planted in their hearts that might cause them to come to Christ and see Him clearly. The Bible says that people without Christ think that they are children of God. I've heard it many times. People say, oh, well, we're all children of God, they say. Oh, it doesn't matter, you know, what religion you subscribe to, just as long as you mean well. You know, it's the intent that matters. They think that everyone, they think that themselves are children of God. But what did Jesus say? Jesus said they're children of the devil. In John chapter 8, verses 43 and 44, Jesus said, Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. 
You are of your father, the devil. And you want to do the desires of your father. That's what Jesus said about people who do not have him. But people who have Christ in their lives, they are the children of God. In John chapter 1 we read, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Christian, I ask you the question, do you want the people in your world who are lost to become children of God? If you do, you must plant the seed of God's word in their lives so that it might grow to fruition and that they might become believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. People without Christ think that they're free. Hey, I'm free to do my own thing. I'm free to do whatever I want. Nobody can stop me, is what they say. But they're actually captives. They think they're free, but they're captives in a strong man's house. Jesus said, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are undisturbed. But when someone stronger than he attacks him and overpowers him, he takes away from him all his armor on which he had relied, and he distributes his plunder. Jesus was saying that Satan is the strong man who guards his possessions in his own house. But Jesus is the stronger man who robs Satan of his possessions. People without Christ think they're free, but they're captive. But people with Christ are truly free. Jesus said, so if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. You think about the lost people in your life and your world. Do you want them to be free? Truly free? Then you need to share with them the seed of God's Word. People without Christ think that they're alive. They celebrate how much alive they are, but God says that they are truly dead. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, it says about us Christians, our past time before we came to know Christ, it says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. But people, once they come to faith in Christ, they have life. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Have it to the full. If you don't know Christ, you think you're alive. But you haven't really lived yet. Not until you come to know your Creator. Christian, do you want the people in your life who do not yet know Christ, do you want them to truly be alive? and to know their Creator, then you must share with them the seed of God's Word, trusting that God will make it grow to fruition, and that they might come to faith in Christ. You know, people without Christ think that they make clear choices. Hey, I'm making my own choices. I know what I'm doing. But the Bible tells us that they are under the influence 
They're under the influence of the evil one. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, we read, We know that we are of God and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. But people with Christ, they are under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in the book of Romans, For as many as are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The reality is that every single person on the, pl- the face of this planet is being led spiritually, either by the Holy Spirit because they are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, or they are being led by some other spirit, and they are under this other influence. Christian, do you want to see the lost people in your world become empowered by God himself? then what you must do is share with them the seed of God's Word, believing that it would come to fruition and that they might be saved. People without Christ think that they determine their own lives. My life, it's up to me. No one's going to tell me what to do. That's what they say. But actually, they're empowered by Satan. They derive power even without knowing it from Satan. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, it says, In which you, Christians, you formerly, before you got saved, you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Satan is at work. In lost people's lives. We have a little saying, God's not finished with me yet. And it's true. He's not finished with us yet. I want you to know something else that's very true too. Satan's not finished with the lost people in your life. He's working. He's working to keep them captive. People without Christ are empowered by Satan, but people with Christ are empowered by God. Listen to what 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says. For God has not given us a spirit of tim- timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. It is as if God himself is charging us up as believers to help us live for him. Christian, do you want to see the lost people in your world stop being empowered by Satan and rather be empowered by God himself? Then what you must do is you must share with them the seed of God's word, believing that it will one day come to fruition and that they might be saved. People without Christ think they're just doing their own thing. But the reality is, God says that they are captured to do the devil's will. In 2 Timothy 2, verses 25 and 26, we read, If perhaps God may give them repentance, leading to the full knowledge of the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. That's the condition of lost people. 
But once you get saved, you start to do the Father's will. Jesus said, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son, S-O-N, referring to himself, everyone who sees the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise him up on the last day. That's the will of the Father. Christian, do you want to see the lost people in your life begin to do the Father's will and believe in the Son? Do you want to see them raised up by Christ on the last day? Then what you must do while there still is time is to take the Word of God and plant it as seed in their hearts, in their lives. We must sow the seed of God's word in people's hearts. Now, most likely, the lost people in your world are not going to read the Bible on their own. They're very much more involved with more important things, such as video games, such as TV, such as bar hopping, such as whatever it is that we fill up our lives doing. But the great likelihood is that the lost people in your world are not going to sit down today and open up a Bible, if they even own one, and begin to read it. That means that you and I must be the sower. It's our job to sow the Word of God in their lives. There's a great scripture in Psalm 126, verses 5 and 6. It says that those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. 